0: Hey, what's up everyone? This is Coach Mark Nolan back with another episode of KickYourCoverage.com. You know, while my goal is to do a bi-monthly podcast and have them ready to go in the can, as they say, I took some time off last week to attend our son's wedding and have been a, a bit behind. So my apologies to all, but I hope you'll enjoy this episode since I have some great true stories at the end of this one. And as I have done previously, all come from my 47 years of being involved with youth sports as a director, as a coach, as a ref, as a club president, and yes, a dad coaching thousands of kids, including our own two children. But first, today's sponsor is e Architecture out of Athens, Georgia, which is a full-service architecture and interior design firm where good design is good business. Please reach out to them at 706-850-1330 or at their website at www.enearchitecture.com. Now, secondly, before we jump into our third part of our four-part series of Sports Parents University, I want to personally thank all of you who are listening to this podcast series, whether you're a high school athlete getting ready to work out in the gym or on that way to practice for that upcoming huge game or match. Thanks for listening and hope you'll tell your teammates about our podcasts. And to the parents and grandparents and, yes, coaches out there listening, I truly hope you enjoy this series and take it with a sense of me having worked and interface with thousands of parents like yourselves, as well as me being a parent of two athletes. And this series is one I spent a lot of time on. So again, thanks for listening. And now let's jump into our third series of our four-part series of Sports Parents University. You know, for those just joining, I started this four-part Sports Parents University with one thing in mind. Take a parent of a rising middle school or a high school athlete through the four years of the sports parents who are either currently in middle school and about to jump into high school in just a few short months, or high school and try to help them position themselves each year as they go through high school in the recruiting process, the college, or even to just have them understand some of the dynamics, especially. Considering all of the changes the NCAA has done, and sadly, nothing the National Federation of High School Sports have done to help out the high school student and their parents. You know, in in the areas of the transfer portal and how it relates to college, which will be a huge issue for all of you sports parents, and not just in this year, but in all of the upcoming years. In one of our upcoming podcasts, I'll be shedding some light on this, but let's get back to where we started. And today's third year sports parents university program. We started with the freshman year and then the sophomore year, and now moving to the junior year of being a sports parent. And with each year providing some tips and yes, tricks and yes, poking fun at you as parents. Remember I am a recovering sports parent university graduate myself with two athletes and one who became a first team All-American D1 football player and now going for his PhD in chemistry at the Ohio State University. And again, major congrats to him and his new wife, Kate. And along the way of me graduating and seeing over thousands of games, for instance, in football alone, I've been to 1,022, counting those past 47 years, and headed to another game this upcoming Friday with a senior football combo kicker, punter I train, As well as hundreds of games in youth and high school baseball as a coach and umpire and in soccer as a coach, as a ref, a league president, to youth basketball, to flag football, and the track and field events And then interviewing over 200 athletes, parents, and college coaches for my recent international bestseller and number one bestselling book called College Athletic Scholarships, The Path to Recruiting Success in the New Age of NIL, The Transfer Portal, and Post-COVID Scholarships. And yes, it is a long title but I believe it has some great content in it and I'm humbled that it hit number one in four categories in the sports coaching and education areas. And I'm thankful for everyone who has purchased the book and helping us achieve these bestseller statuses. If you would like to help us build out our brand, the book can be found on Amazon and books to read and a dozen other outlets. So I hope you will check it out. And buy a copy of the book you know the reason why i wrote this book and now this podcast series and my next set of podcasts are centered completely around education for the student athletes and their parents and guardians and not just the education of the high school athlete but what a parent will need to understand as they move through the four years which i can tell you from personal experiences is like A Star Trek Enterprise spaceship going from Warp Speed 1, freshman year, to Warp Speed 10, your senior year and graduation. You know, I even dedicated a whole chapter about this for the parents in my book. And yes, one for the student athlete as well, since both have some things each must do to become successful. You know, what I do find interesting in educating parents is that sometimes they really don't or won't look at the reality of each year of their child who is trying to get that athletic scholarship. And they tend to focus on all the stars and rankings associated with getting the offer, when in reality, every year and in every sport throughout the United States, there are hundreds and probably even thousands of five-star athletes who have no scholarship offers. And it does not matter what sport it is, whether it's the sport they have been playing since they were U3, travel soccer or baseball team, and now in high school, or one they have recently fell in love with. These parents have told me that they believe their child is a P5, power five, or All-American without really having any deep national charting in whichever sport they are playing. They will simply go out and listen to that local private coach they are paying who states that little Johnny and Janie is a can't-miss future Hall of Famer. And they might be. And then after a few thousand dollars, nothing happens with those offers. Or if they don't like what they're hearing from a private coach or at a national ID camp or Aiu camp, they will simply just go do the Google thingy and find another coach or another camp look every one of us as parents want to see our children become successful both on and off the field of the games they're playing and more importantly in this game called life but the reality is that if only two percent of high school student athletes go on to play college ball in the sport they love we must set expectations early on is really the best way we should do for ourselves as parents along these four years and yes to the coaches listening to this this is one of your main jobs as well to put this in proper perspective one of the things i do early in the second year if i'm training a high school athlete whose parents tell me they think johnny or janey is a d1 material is to set proper expectations in my book i refer to this as my phase one to phase four approach where each year different expectations must be put in place. For instance, there are over 8 million high school athletes playing sports, and there are roughly 460,000 college athletes playing college sports. So that is about one in 57 who will play D1 ball. Yeah, there's also a great website called scholarshipstats.com that has almost all of the high school sports and by gender and each percentage breakdown of how many participate at the next level. And I direct them to this site almost all of the time. The biggest issue I see with parents going down this path and usually in the dark without a flashlight and turned on so they can see in front of them is that they sometimes think they know what they're doing. And again, I wrote a whole chapter dealing with these issues I have seen in my 47 years of coaching and trying to help those parents. But in the end, it really comes down to doing the research, like listening to podcasts like this one, or my book, or speaking with others who have been there as you meet other parents at your high school. And one tip I would offer is to look at your current high school and see where others in your child's sport have landed in college, and more importantly, how recent was it? But as they say, without further ado, let's get into the third year of Sports Parent University or what I'm calling the hybrid sports parent year. Yes, like everything else these days with hybrid sports equipment, hybrid vehicles, and yes, even hybrid sporting events such as the popular disc golf and polo cross, which is a hybrid of polo and lacrosse played on a horseback and even one called slam ball which is a combination of basketball, football, ice hockey, acrobatics, and yes, even video games played on a basketball court surrounded by hockey-style plexiglass walls with two sets of four trampolines at the front of the net and, ball, and boards all around the edges. While this sport has had some success, it has slowed down a bit, except in China, which is doing quite well. And the inventor, Mason Gordon, is planning a comeback in 2023. Heck, who knows? With all the crazy things the NCAA are doing these days, they will probably announce they'll be doing the NCAA Slam Ball Final Four or something. So for all you hybrid parents, this might be yet another D1 Avenue you can go down. And lastly, I even have my own hybrid sport I invented back over 35 years ago which I trademarked called punt golf, where I help football punters play the game of golf while punting various holes on the football field in different areas. So why not have a hybrid sports parent? And what is the definition of a hybrid sports parent? And why is it in the third year? Okay. As I used the slam ball reference, with multiple games going on in the one game, This is the hybrid sports parent whose son or daughter has been playing many slam ball games over the years and has now moved around from youth to travel, whatever ball. And as parents, they move around from baseball diamond to the soccer pitch, to the gymnastics venues, then back to the other high school events, all the time being in that hybrid motion, trying to switch back and forth, making sure they are plugged in with that Starbucks six pump venti mocha stirred with previous sporting event coming back home or moving away from that can of coca-cola good old dad used and now seems to have a nice smell of jack daniels to it along with a silver flash tucked away in the boot or back pocket and i do have a great story about this at the end of the podcast And this is where the hybrid parent model takes off, like the electric Tesla Model 3 long-range AWD. They want to make sure their son or daughter can take off as quickly as possible to get that D1 offer. They have purchased that $2,000 package of the sports recruiting company, who, of course, is telling you they have your back and promises of the deep connections in the colleges, which is usually just giving you a database of coaches in your sport with emails and some contacts for coaches, and then you're off to the hybrid, next hybrid thing you will need. And is, of course, in the form of a hybrid sports equipment. Since you've purchased the $2,000 package, hybrid parents will need to get that new Wilson hybrid baseball bat or the hybrid golf club set. And, of course, the new $150 hybrid model Gold-colored, molded cleats, right? But let's get back to what it is to be a hybrid sports parent. And for this, I looked at vocabulary.com, which basically states the word hybrid is a mixture of two different things resulting in something that has a little bit of both. Like a rare zedunk, a hybrid of a donkey and a zebra. But where hybrid is most at home is in the realm of genetics and crossbreeding. It comes to us from the Latin hybrida, meaning the offspring of two dissimilar animals, specifically a tame sow and a wild boar. Now, for those hybrid sports parents listening, watching to this podcast, I am not saying this is you or your significant other where one is a tame sow and the other is a wild boar. But we have all seen these folks in the stands in just about every high school sporting venue. And yes, normally centers around one set of hybrid parents dealing with another set of hybrid parents. Then all of a sudden, all hell breaks out. No doubt, if I did a study, alcohol would be a common theme. There's also another set of hybrid sports parents. The ones who come to the games with one of them sitting nearby with the other sports parents, you know, the ones that were destined to be that pro baseball, basketball, football player who in his senior year of high school tore his ACL and shattering his dreams, but who shouts out the wrong play calling by the coach, even though he's never been a coach. Or the lack of playing time little Johnny is getting with the other hybrid parent cheering quietly for the team, sitting nervously waiting for their child to have a chance to get in the game just once if the score can be large enough where the coach will let them in. I must tell you some quick stories related to this set of hybrid parents I witnessed firsthand. The first one was years ago. When I was coaching at the high school, we had a a kicker and a punter whose mom and dad came to every game. They cheered alongside the rest of the parents, even though they knew their son may never get in because the starting kicker was a D1 true talent who did go on to play D1 ball. And they were in the same year. But the second string kid was just not close enough to be the starter. But he wasn't far behind. The one thing that made me sick was that the mom was battling breast cancer, but came to every home game, hoping and praying for that one time she could see her oldest son get in a game. And yes, even those games where it rained and was cold, she and her husband sat in the stands just hoping for that one time they could see him play. And at the end of every game would stay behind to give their son a hug. I literally would beg the head coach to let the second string kid play just one time. And there were ample times he could have let him, but he didn't. Sadly, a few months later, the mom passed away having never seen her son play. And to this day, even now doing this podcast, I get angry about this head coach. And I told him so at the funeral. Now, whether that was right or wrong of me, I will never know. But I let my frustration out on him. The second set of hybrid parents I saw was one where a talented football player and phenomenal baseball player in the class of 2023, who is graduating soon and headed to a college P5 school and which I hope he's successful at doing the sport he loves these hybrid parents decided on a different approach. The dad, a former NFL player and Super Bowl participant, would sit with some of the other dads by themselves, way up in the stands, and shout down at the coaches. And yes, of course, with the famous give my son the ball and he'll score mantra, and even berating the coaching staff loud enough for all to hear. Now, way down in the middle of the stadium seats and in the booster parent area section, sat the mother. Other parents would cheer for the whole team. But then again, this hybrid set of parents was a bit different since the mom and dad were in fact divorced. The dad, the sad part is that the young athlete became more and more like his father disrespecting his own teammates and coaching staff and transferred out for his senior year to play at another local high school. And because of the divorce, this allowed the athlete to continue to enjoy another season of high school football and baseball before he enters college. And interestingly enough, when I spoke with many other parents and his former players, they don't seem to miss him, even though he put up huge, numbers. Now, the next story is a bit more of what I call a reverse hybrid situation, but a funny one to share with everyone. A few years ago, I was asked to help out at one of the national combine events for football, kickers, punters, and long snappers at the University of Oklahoma, since I was already going to be there to see our son. I showed up and was given my assignment to start separating the combine shirts in sizes, you know, from small to large, all the way up to triple XL alongside the bench nearest the home side of the stadium. And that's how they did it back then. All of a sudden, while I was in the middle of separating these shirts and looking at some of the young men warming up, I think there's about 200 kids there. I hear this loud woman's voice shouting out long snapping instructions to her son, Timmy, reminding him, and not in a gentle terms, that you better get that ass down and snap faster. Do you hear me? I ain't messing around with you today, Timmy. (laughs) Well, you know, being a New Jersey guy, I just thought I would stop for a second and turn around and see how how this new long snapping coach was where she came from. And she looks straight at me and shouts, "And what are you looking at? Well, geez, I mean, I'm a bit surprised. And yes, one of the few times I held back since I was asked to help out, I just said, ma'am, I did not know you're a long snapping coach. And I'm sure we can use your expertise out here on the field. Which one is your son? So I can ask him if he doesn't mind. Before this coach can respond, I hear her son coming up behind me And asking, not shouting to his mother, to please stop it. You are embarrassing me. And will you go back to the hotel room with dad and let me compete without any more interruptions? I am sure this had been building up year over year. And no doubt at every combine in the car going to the event and then driving home, the mom just had to make her points. And this last time, the son had had enough. Then the young man apologized to me. Then went back to the field and warmed up, and the dad shortly afterwards came over to apologize as well. He just said he does not know what gets into her at these events. My only advice I tried to pass on to him was that one of the main things that college coaches do when they visit a high school game to see the talent they are looking for or to go to a home visit is to see how the home situation is and whether or not this college coach will want to put up with someone for the next four to five years, shouting instructions from the sidelines or sending weekly messages about what is going on with little Johnny and Janie and why they're not playing. My last story, and yes, our son can verify this one since he was at the game and playing on a Friday night, which occurred on a brisk night in November of 2013. Our Catholic high school had a group of parents who would gather in the special designated area outside of the football stadium and before games would enjoy a, a few adult beverages along with a barbecue and Chick-fil-A and other makings and of course desserts before the kickoff all the time thinking they were at an SEC tailgating party. And sadly, there was one group of dads who normally would stay out in the parking lot and kept on drinking until halftime and then swaggered down to the game before the second half kickoff. On this night, two of the dads came into the stadium and yes, of course, passed the folks at the gate who would tell folks they can't leave once they were in but it was okay for them to come in, which is funny since they try to tell everyone about this rule is to prevent folks from leaving and going out for drinking or something else. So my wife and I are sitting in our super duper parent 50-year line section since this was our son's senior year. I wanted to be able to watch from the stands and not the sidelines. And next thing we see are these two drunk as a skunk men struggling to get to the bottom section and instead plop themselves literally in front of me and my wife in two of the empty seats. The drunker of the two then leans all the way back and placing his entire back onto my wife's legs. And when he does this shows out half his ass and no, I don't think he was a plumber and an almost empty fifth of a bottle of whiskey falls out. Onto my wife's feet. I, of course, had had enough. But being the Army veteran, I was held my disgust in and said to my wife, I'm headed to the bathroom and then over to tell the local cops on the sidelines about this issue. But didn't want to tell them to follow me back to the point them out. I would just sit right back down. And after a few minutes, have them come over and ask him about the bottle. And his drunken state. And they did. And in full view of about 600 or so parents in the stands, and yes, just about all of the entire team who were not them playing on the sidelines, the cops came over and took the guy out. We later found out that his wife, the other non drinking hybrid parent, had left the game in disgust. He was then booked for public intoxication and then was not allowed to attend any of the rest of his son's fall season or spring games. The AD then reached out to me the following Monday and said, of all the people this clown did this to, meaning my lovely wife, and of course not me, he just could not believe it. There now sits a sign, though, on the entr- entrance to the premier lot that this school is a no-alcohol zone. I sometimes think that as they say, God works in mysterious ways. And in my 47 years of coaching and attending thousands of games in many different sports, these are the stories that many years later come out. And in this case, the hybrid parents show exactly what I have been saying. The last part in the junior year of the hybrid parent, I want to point out is akin to the underclass, and upper-class models I addressed in my last podcast and having its roots in the old English class system. Here, this is true with the hybrid sports parent, like they had with the junior year of high school athletes. They, as athletes, have been on the team and in the school for a few years and have started to migrate as to what they can and cannot do, both on the field and off the field, including social media posts and things generally accepted as a rite of passage going from their underclassmen status and now to the junior year or upperclassmen status. This, too, rite of passage needs to be used as the hybrid parents, both in the seats they are watching their student athlete from and the seats from their own homes as to what they're doing in monitoring their children. And yes, for those who still are posting and pretending to be a 16 or 17 year old on social media when conversing with college coaches, these coaches can tell who you are and who your child is. And it's why many times in the early recruiting stages, the contacts from the college university will be an outreach from Coach Smith who is really not a coach, but a 21- or 22-year-old grad assistant who is monitoring a student-athlete's social media and is involved with early DMs with the student-athlete. The tip here for the hybrid sports parents is to try and allow your child to also be that upperclassman and grow up a bit while still being at a distance as if you are sitting in the stands. And hopefully not yelling, but realizing your newfound status as well as an upperclassman from the parent side. And you're on your way to our fourth year of graduating. But they're sorry, there's no caps and gowns or diplomas being handed out. But hopefully you have been enjoying these stories and facts I've laid out. So in closing... I hope you enjoyed the sports parents university junior year hybrid series and have an unknown quote that I think is very fitting for the hybrid junior year parents of athletes. And here it is. When you're a junior, you'll wish you were a senior. When you're a senior, you'll want to press rewind moms and dads embrace your, your junior year as sports parents for what it is. Both you and your student athlete have come a long way from where you were both mentally and physically. And you're a long way from where you started and so close to finishing. Enjoy the ride. And we'll see you once again for the fourth and final series within the next two weeks. And once again, thanks everyone for listening. And I would be extremely grateful if you would put those five stars in the review and ranking on the platform you're listening to. And until next time, do me a favor and don't outkick your coverage. This is Coach Mark Nolan signing off.